Number 21, a reading of each of three episodes. Episode A, a year with the church fathers, put good things in their place, taken from St. Augustine, City of God, 15.5. Episode B, through the year with Thomas Merton, guided by nobody, taken from new seeds of contemplation. Episode C, Magnificat, January 2023, Volume 24, Number 11. Item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Item number two, meditation of the day, how to seize him in love. Episode A, a year with the church fathers. Put good things in their place. The good things of this world really are good, says St. Augustine. But we shouldn't desire them more than the better things of the next world. If the good things of this world lead us away from God, then they lead us toward misery. The earthly city, which will not last forever, for it will no longer be a city when it has been committed to the extreme penalty, has its good in this world and rejoices in such things as it can rejoice in. If it is puffed up with pride when it is victorious, its victory is deadly. But if it turns its thoughts on the common fate of the human condition and is worried about the disasters that might come rather than elated with its success, this kind of victory is still short-lived, for it cannot hold on to its rule over those whom it has victoriously conquered. Still, we cannot rightly call the things the city desires evil, for it is in itself, in its own way, better than all other human good. It desires earthly peace for the sake of enjoying earthly goods, and it makes war to gain this peace, since if it has conquered and no one is left to resist it, it enjoys a peace it could not have while there were still opposing parties, both of which wanted what there was not enough of for both. This peace is brought about by laborious wars. It is gained by what they call a glorious victory. Now, when the victory stays with the side that had the juster cause, does anyone hesitate to congratulate the victor and call it a desirable peace? These things are good things and doubtless the gifts of God. But if they neglect the things of the heavenly city, which are secured by eternal victory and unending peace, if they covet these present good things so much that they think they are the only desirable things, or love them better than those things we believe to be better, then misery must necessarily follow and keep growing. St. Augustine, City of God, 15.5 in God's presence, consider how much of my effort goes into securing prosperity and peace for myself and my family. How much of my effort goes into securing heaven for us. Closing prayer. Lord, guide and direct our governments, army, magistrates, councils, and neighborhoods, and all our comings and goings in the ways of peace. Episode B, 
through the air with Thomas Merton. Guided by no one and nobody. The most dangerous man in the world is the contemplative who is guided by nobody. He trusts his own visions. He obeys the attractions of an interior voice, but will not listen to other men. He identifies the will of God with anything that makes him feel, within his own heart, a big, warm, sweet, interior glow. The sweeter and warmer the feeling, the more he is convinced of his own infallibility. And if the sheer force of his own self-confidence communicates itself to other people and gives them the impression that he is really a saint, such a man can wreck a whole city or even a religious order or even a nation. The world is covered with the scars that have been left in its flesh by visionaries like these. However, very often these people are nothing more than harmless bores taken from new seeds of contemplation. Episode C, Magnificat, January 2023, Volume 24, Number 11. Item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Jesus came with his disciples into the house Again the crowd gathered, making it impossible for them even to eat. When his relatives heard of this, they set out to seize him, for they said, He is out of his mind. The Gospel of the Lord. Item number two, Meditation of the Day. How to Seize Him in Love. I opened the Gospel and read these words. They were going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus walked ahead of them, and his disciples followed him trembling. Taken from Mark, chapter 10, verse 32. Does not that happen to us sometimes? We follow Jesus trembling when we know he's leading us to Calvary. But we need not worry. We do not offend him by trembling. We would offend him only if we refuse to follow him. Let us not ask Jesus that suffering or some events should not make us tremble, for that might perhaps be a useful humiliation, but that we may always follow him step by step. And if we are so weak that we run away for a time, that our hearts may remain united to him in continual prayer and confidence, and that we may come back to him without delay. Never doubt his love and mercy. For that wounds him to the heart. God only asks to overwhelm us with grace. We grieve him in not believing that sufficiently. Remember that our sweet Savior has promised us the Holy Spirit under the title of Comforter. He must therefore know that we are weak, that our exile is painful, that even the most strongly established virtue can fail, and that often Everything around us seems to combine to make us weep, seeing that we no longer have the strength to row because the wind is against us. He comes to us in the night of trial. We must do our best simply and humbly. How beautiful it is. It is everything. Littleness, the spirit of childhood, humility. Let us ask just for these virtues at Jesus' crib.
He will give them to us, and we shall be as happy as is possible in the land of exile, and then go straight to heaven. You have only to acknowledge in the depths of your heart that you are unworthy of so many blessings, and immediately you will be pure. O my God, make me more and more aware of my weakness, but at the same time of your divine strength. 